Welcome, Penn's fans, Sabres fans, to Sports for Beginners, the podcast. The Penguins go at it, and they take down the Sabres once again. This time in regulation. Final score: Penn's Sabres one. We're back after this quick drop and a word from our local station bring you the three stars, the shake of the game, my thoughts on the game, and of course, we'll have some post-game lessons coming your way. It's game two. It's the post-game show. It's the Penguins. It's the Sabres. And I am your host, Scott McGregor, ready to bring you right back into the studio for some Penn Sabres talk. Pittsburgh Penguins and Buffalo Sabres game show. It's the Pens and Sabres, recapped by your host, Scott McGregor. And after this commercial break, he's back in the studio to give you the post game show with the recap, including highlights, game stats. Post-game reaction from Mike Sullivan and John Garanato and players. We get uh, we got a look ahead coming up in our final segment. He stars, think of the game, player of the game, and possible top performers of the night. It's all here, and it all kicks off right now. Excellent sports content from media and fan perspectives alike? Check out All Over the Map with me, Ali Musa, where we discuss anything and everything in the world of sports media and beyond. We will even feature non-sports broadcasters. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. To learn more, please visit HTTP colon slash slash alitechgroup.wordpress.com
Welcome to the Sports for Beginners podcast, where we discuss everything and anything in the world of sports media. This is the post-game show with your host, Scott McGregor, in the studio. Remember, fans, whenever or before they drop the puck, before they throw first pitch, before we tip off, and before before they kick off, we bring to you the post the pre-game show, and then the post-game show follows right afterwards. Now, let's get to your host, Scott McGregor in the Sports for Beginners studio. Welcome back, every welcome everybody in to Sabers and Penguins. Welcome back into the studio. It's the Penguins and Sabers post game show. We are currently in the process of getting our Raptors and Magic show that I just recorded before this game went final in the process of getting it hooked up to our podcast it'll probably drop before the sabers and the penguins drop in game two which speaking of game two it's time to send you back to scott mcgregor in the studio happy holidays everybody Welcome back, everybody. Welcome, welcome in to the studio. Welcome to Pens and Sabres Game 2 post-game show. It is time to recap and basically put a bow on the home and home series between the Pittsburgh Penguins and the Buffalo Sabres. And my goodness, this was a good one. Jake Gensel almost scored as shakes. If you're in Pittsburgh, before we wind down and get ready for the Stars on Tuesday night, 
but my god but my goodness welcome everyone to the show we've got post-game reaction coming your way soon we've got yeah that's right we've got post-game reaction coming your way soon we've got highlights and to kick us off in our opening segment here we are leading off with those highlights plus We'll go over the stats. And in our middle segment, it's the shake of the game, the three stars. And of course, we're going to do game pucks of the game in our middle segment. In our third and final segment, we are going to hear from everybody. We actually might hear from some people in our middle segment but stay tuned for that if we have them but in our final segment we will hear from players if we haven't already heard from them we will hear definitely from the coaches if we haven't heard from them or just in our final segment we will just do our normal routine where we do our look ahead and we'll get you caught up on some of the action on this very busy saturday night some of the action started earlier today, so as we get to highlights, I want to go over a few of the games that went over or that went on today. The Tampa Bay Lightning defeated the Florida Panthers 4-1 to in Tampa earlier today. The Dallas Stars fought hard and defeated and defeat the Detroit Red Wings 3-2, 3-2 in overtime. The Nashville Predators also in a in a fight hard one. They def- they but they fall short to the Nash to the Ottawa Senators three to two. The Carolina Hurricanes shot out the Long Island New York Islanders three to nothing. And the LA Kings. Just before we get to the. 5-4 win for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Oh, I just said that. Oh, whatever. It's out there now. The LA Kings defeated the Montreal Canadiens 4-2 in the game. And this game has since gone final, so don't worry about what you just saw on the screen there. Uh, the Penguins have gone final. So we have three stars. We'll get to those in the middle segment as we also await some post-game reaction. But we do have highlights from this hockey game so let's get to them shall we here they are four on three the goal scored by jeff carter to win it in buffalo here's ricard raquel over to crosby drive off the post bounces right back to 87 laid down low by malkin go five hole Here's a look at the goal post by Crosby. Really struggled on the penalty kill this season. They're 28th in the league. Here's Crosby going goal line. Right to Getzel and Lucan and able to make the save. Raquel tips it back to the line for Petrie. Petrie over to Evgeny Malkin. Malkin's been racking up the assists lately. Goals had his way in there. Crosby, there's Malkin off the side of the goal. Petrie to Raquel. Played it away from Owen Power. Jeff Petrie. Watched by Thompson. Back to the side of the goal. The setup for Crosby. Then it's Malkin. He's one second try score. Ricard Raquel. 
save after save right to the stick. Take a look at this. There's one shot, another one, and then the third. There's no way. Raquel elevates that puck. Makes no mistake. And you really want to score early in the hockey game when you're getting these opportunities. Going to Raquel. Takes a look. Tried the pass. And goes off the saber. Back up high. Doolin locates Gensel. Goes through him. Gensel for Crosby. Walking out of the backhand. He scores! The Penguins up 2 nothing. Take a look, Dumo, as he comes off the bench. Look at how quickly the two defense jumped off the bench. Got the puck down low to Crosby, who turns it forehand to backhand. And I just don't know how great the positioning is there. But he's doing a lot of damage down low there, and he certainly has put pucks on edge. He's got two points. Bengals with the 2 nothing. He's flying in his bill and Cousins over it. The one-timer Paterka player in the roster. It doesn't matter where he plays. Obviously, Crosby and his even strength points leads the National Hockey League in that category. That speaks for itself. But even out the ice time. Raquel had Crosby breaking. He's got the puck. Crosby with the shot. Butter over the board. Ricard Raquel. Great in all three zones. Rock McGinn. Performance last night at Buffalo. There's Jan Ruda. Ruda, heavy shot. Stopped by Lukanen. It's no rebound. Penguins moving the puck, pinpoint, passing in the first. Ruda left it, Malkin snaps it, stopped, rebound, second try, Ross denied by Lukanen. Last played against the Toronto Maple Leafs. Here's Alex Tuck, number 89, got it to the front, Tage Thompson in there digging, puck will trickle back to the top of the zone. Here's Tage Thompson, you know he's going to set up on the left wing side, the heavy one-timer. Third in scoring 41 points, third in goals with 21. Barely kept in by Darlene, closing, got the tip, rings it off the post. Then the scramble, Bluger trying to clear, he couldn't. Opportunities, Darlene off the faceoff, walked right down the slot area, rugging off the goal post to the blocker's side. 120 to go, and against the penalty for interference. Rasmus Darlene, Dylan Cousins, loads up, goes to Darlene. Darlene to the front, off the pass, kicked out by DeSmith. Big scramble for it, and the Penguins find it. It's cleared by Brock McGinn. Kept to the outside, penalty is going to be called. Here's Darlene. Darlene with the drag move. Trying to go in for a redirect by Samuelson. Sprawled out is DeSmith, he makes the save. Just fan down for Kirk has Good body check. A little bit of interference for sure. And then a chance at the end went off a skate of Ross straight. Stop the play of Alex Tuck. Beach Thompson to Darlene. Now Cousins, a lot of space. Snaps that off the bar. Puck is available and backhanded out by Josh Archibald. They fix the car accident and they give us a land. Back to the highlights in just a second. We're going to go to the second period in just a second. But with with a quick break here, we've got 30 seconds to do some game stats. So we're going to do game stats instead of going to the summary. So let's go to the game stats here. The Penguins had 31 shots on goal. 31 shots. Count them. 31 shots on goal for the Penguins. 38 for the Buffalo Sabres. 38 hits also for the Buffalo Sabres in this game. 43 hits for the Penguins in this one. They won 28 draws. Buffalo won 23. Buffalo was 0 for 3. 
on the power play. Oh, we're back to the game in just we're back to the game in just a second here. I'm going to go back to the highlights in just a second here, but let's get through the stats here. So Penguins were one for three on the power play with one of those goals coming into the game. That was a PPG for PGH, one of their goals of the three chances they had for the Penguins. Six penalty minutes spent each for both teams. Of course, Buffalo was 0 for 3 on the power play. Not a good night for the Sabres, but that's okay. There's always room for improvement. Six giveaways by the Sabres, eight giveaways by the Penguins, two takeaways from Buffalo, and the Penguins were really working there, were really working on takeaways. Nine takeaways in this game. They blocked 17 shots. 17 shots that Buffalo had, and they had seven blocked shots. The Sabres blocked seven of those shots. We'll get to the game scoring summary and the penalty summary in just a little bit, but this game was a was an interesting one. And guess what? Guess what, Pens fans, if you don't already know? Panger. Yes, Christopher Lutang was present in this hockey game. There was a lot of uncertainty as to how long the Penguins would be without Tanger. And we finally get the answer. He's back on the ice and ready to go. At PPG Paints Arena in Pittsburgh for tonight's game, refereed by Ryan Pochmahara, Carter, and Carter, Sandlick, Sandlack. The linesmen were Brandon Galarte, Killian McNamara were were your linesmen. And this train has officially hit the station in front of 18,414 fans in attendance. Getting to the scoring summary and the penalty summary in just a moment. But before we do that, let's 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 relive and watch more more of this more of this game. Both goaltenders were really, really solid here in the second period. But let's see how things went out as as the game went down. Wow, just a lot of good stuff coming up here. So so. Like, wow. And I got I gotta say, the penalty kill for the penguins tonight. What? It feels like you just exploded out of a cannon. Like every time you went on the penalty kill, you always managed to get the puck out of out of your zone. I'll talk more about that after we relive the rest of the highlights. Should we run into any ads? All right, let's go. Back to highlights now. Raquel will start it off. Raquel with a goal, you know, a seven in the last 14. Crosby two points, and he went seven for seven in the faceoff circle in the first period. He was doing it all right now. Working hard as the veteran, Kyle Oposo. Eight Krebs, a young guy on this line with a couple of veterans. Krebs, tight spin. Down to the ice goes Joseph. Krebs now out of camp on the backhand. That's stopped back in the crease. Putting the glove on top is Casey to Smith. He smothers it. Eight to stick, now Tate Thompson. 
Happening is on the ice, along with Latang. Been there a long time. It's Owen Power. Down to Darlene. Dangles in. It's shot stopped by DeSmith. Puts the glove on top. He had to there. Buffett can't put it in the 4 by 6 Ghost had the best opportunity. Darlene, at the end of the day, Casey DeSmith made himself large in that net. Stands at 6 foot tall. Look where he is, though. Flying into four check is Ryan Paley. He's got the puck. Pass over. Archibald with the shot. Stopped by Lukanen. Big rebound to the top. Slap pass. It's by tip. On the rebound. Bluger. He's robbed by Lukanen. We're going to be at high demand. Sports collectible industry. Easy on that. The picture. Uh, I tweeted it yesterday. Be very famous five goal games. Lewis, Jersey, New York Rangers. Zucker in front, denied, second try, save made by Lukanen. One rebound in the second one, he tucked under his right armpit. Got the feeling that he can't allow any more if the Sabres have any opportunity here. For the goose egg, you know that you have to look at some of the defensive work on your blue line, and Ruta has really been a prime example of that. Happening, leaving a mark into the middle. McGinn's got a backhander, shut down by Lukanen. Street played aggressively, pass comes all the way up high. Played with the shot attempt, blocked, and taking off will be Jason Zucker. Beauty of a move, Zucker leading in, backhander kicked out by Lukanen. Zucker, heel to heel, turning left, turning right, got great speed. Played a lot of credit there. Really a huge moment in the hockey game. Beaver's third power play chance, they looked very good on the first two, just didn't convert. Dancing in, tucked the backhand, that's shut down by DeSmith. Casey Fitzgerald with the puck. Angles it over the line for Zemkis Gergensen. Has to the reach of P.O. Joseph. Gergensen from the corner. Weighing his options. Pass to Fitzgerald. Drive score! And the Buffalo Sabres are on the board. Peyton Krebs. Just a slight touch by Krebs. Good goal. Take a look. Puck from Gergensen. Going to go to the back. There's the shot. And there's the deflection. Crossbar is your uh, your mark. Long under that bar, it's a good goal. He's extended his point scoring streak tonight to seven games. Crosby, rising, moves him back into the net. He might get him to the front. Away are the Sabres of Paterka. Paterka passes in and save made by the Smith on Quinn. Paterka to Quinn. Oh, look how he. He's that blocker arm beside his body. That was a great save there by Casey Smith. Huge minute for power and especially Rasmus Dahlin. Alex Cock barrels in on the backhand save made by the Smith. Rossi again couldn't win that one. Good chance for Quinn. Lunch was Cousins. Buffalo looking for a penalty call. Racing up ice is Crosby. He will catch up to this. Crosby the chance. He scores. Sidney Crosby. Bounces right to Cousins. 
Darlene, 15 seconds left. Shot is fought off. Second attempt from Olsen into traffic. Crosby just got hacked. He tried to shoot all the way down. <laughs> he, he did. On the penalty. Puck is dropped, and this one is over. Penguins sweep the home and home against the Buffalo Sabres. 3-1 final score tonight. 3-1 final score tonight from Pittsburgh. And guess what? With that, that's the highlight. So our first segment rolls on with a look at the stats. Right now, we're going to the scoring summary. We've gone through the game stats, so it's time for the scoring and the penalty summary. And then we will take a quick break and come right back with some, maybe, post-game reaction. Maybe we got some post-game reaction on the way. Indeed we do. I think we do. We've got some post-game. So coming up, when we continue on Sports for Beginners, the podcast, when we continue... We've got lots, we've got some post-game reaction to get to. Post-game reaction, three stars, shake it a game. It's all coming up. But before we leave you, before we leave you right now with it, before we leave you right now, we are getting to our scoring summary. Ricard Raquel gets the scoring started, and the Penguins are off to a hot start. 420, 422, 4 minutes and 22 seconds into the first period on the power play. I believe this was their second opportunity. Of the game, Ricard gets his 12th, 12th of the season. Malkin with his 20th assist of the season. Crosby, 21st assist of the season at 422. And then speaking of Crosby, he gets his 16th goal of the season, 6 minutes and 51 seconds later. Into the first period, it's 2-0 two, it's two pens. Jake Gensel, 15th assist of the 15th assist of the season. Brian Dumoulin, 7th assist of the season. No scoring in the third in the second period, so let's move over to the third period. Peyton Cribs. Peyton Cribs gets the gets the goal for the Buffalo Sabres, and the Sabres are on the board at 11 minutes in. Casey Fitzgerald, second assist of the season. Peyton Cribs. Peyton Krebs, his second goal of the season. Zemin's Gringerson's fourth assist of the season. And then 18-22 left in the third period. Or sorry, into the third period, I should say. So this was around like literally almost no time on the clock. Sidney Crosby puts the puck in the back of the net for his 17th of the year. Jay Gensel, his 16th assist of the year. 
Brian Rust 10th assist of the year at 1822. What happened in a pen- what happened in penalty summaries? Well, well, no penalties in the second period, I'll tell you that much. First of all, at 1 minute 1 minute and 1 1 second in, Tage Thompson went for hooking. Victor Olafson a couple minutes later at 321 goes for a, goes for high sticking and then Jake Gensel at 12:26 goes for interference. Brian Dumoulin for the same penalty at 16:16. And in the third period, Christopher Letang takes the slow walk of shame to the penalty box at 5:28 into the period. 2 minutes for holding the stick. And then Rasmus Dalin with mere on a goal that should have been 4-1 Penguins near the end of the game at 19:59 he goes for 2 minutes for slashing but in the end that would be all she wrote the Crosby goal would be all she wrote now the question that i have is which w which wg or which GWG goal for Sidney Crosby is the winning goal? Is the game winning goal? Is it the first one or the second one? Well, well, as we leave you here in our first segment, the GWG goes to Sidney Crosby. The losing goaltender is UK Pekka Lelukalin. He is now three, three and one on the season. He is, and I again, I do apologize if I get the name wrong in advance. I do apologize. KCD Smith is the winning goaltender with or and with that win, he's now four, five, and one on the season. Penguins win it five one three one. And now they've got a breather before they welcome in the Dallas Stars, who were in action tonight and defeated the Detroit Red Wings 3-2 in overtime. My goodness, though, what wasn't it a fun one to watch in Toronto? I kind of wish I'm I kind of wish I had decided to do a Flames and Maple Leafs post-game show. And guess what? We're going to recap the next game that the Maple Leafs play. At home, before we go to our season break, after Friday, December 16th. So we're going to recap the next game that the Maple Leafs play at home, or if it's on the road. All right. Enough, enough from me. Enough from me. We're we're going to take a very, very quick break. Come back with two. Yes, two. You heard me correctly. Two. 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 Yes, two. Two. Two introductions. The shake of the game and the three stars, because when we come back after another Christmas song kicks us in with it. And speaking of Christmas, taking us out into our first 
into our break. It's Wonder It Is, this, a song I think you've probably already heard already, but we're going to play it one more time. Pens fans, even though Jake did, Jake did not score, and you didn't score, half off Jake the Shake. I hope you enjoyed your Jake Shakes before the game, because there's another opportunity on Tuesday when the Dallas Stars come to town. When the Dallas Stars are coming to town, but but a rest comes first. And on that note, we are about to bring you that middle segment. Shake of the game. Three stars are coming up next. As well as the look ahead and post-game reaction from Pittsburgh and Buffalo. As the post-game show continues, the look ahead in our final segment and some more post-game reaction, if we get it. So, thanks for joining us. We're back right after this. Ladies and gentlemen, Elvis has just left the building. This is Pittsburgh Penguins and Buffalo Sabres Game 2 of the home-and-home home series between the Pens and Sabres. And coming up on the podcast is a set is show. We've got post-game reaction from Penguins and Buffalo Sabres coaches and players. The shake of the game. The three stars and the look ahead of, as well as game pucks of the game, the player of the game, and the top performer of the hockey game. We've got it all coming up after this quick break. So join us when we come back. fans with the hockey season now officially underway it's about time for all of that hockey content to return to its rightful place and that's why this is our 
podcast specifically designed for hockey fans like you. So whether you're driving to work and need some help getting ready for your team before they drop the puck, or driving to the school to learn something new in life, make On the Ice and Behind the Benches a part of your daily routine on Tuesdays and join me as your host on the podcast as we dive deeper into all hockey conversations with experts who know the game, former hockey players, coaches, and of course, everyone's first enemy, the referees. So get ready for exclusive, fantastic, entertaining, fun hockey content on this podcast and join me, your host, Thomas McGregor, but co-host of the Sports for Beginners podcast as we take this journey together on everything and anything in the hockey world. On the Ice and Behind the Benches is the neighboring podcast to a Sports for Beginners podcast that airs episodes every Thursdays, but for us, we air episodes every Tuesdays, and for more information, please visit the Facebook page of our neighboring podcast, the Sports for Beginners podcast Facebook page to be exact. I'm so excited to begin this journey with you, and I hope you hockey fans, old, new, fan or no fan are ready to join me on this journey as well that's on the ice and behind the benches with your host thomas mcgregor myself every tuesdays on all of your favorite podcasting platforms including spotify and if you want early access to early episodes of the podcast upload you can visit anchor.fm as soon as the episode has already been uploaded onto your favorite podcasting platform. Should there be any delays to its launch, that's anchor.fm for early access on On the Ice and Behind the Benches episodes before they hit your platform. We are currently available on Spotify and air episodes every Tuesday. We've got post and reaction content now, but I am excited to join to have you join me on this journey. So don't miss it. And remember, on this podcast, nobody gets icing. It's time for the three stars of tonight's contest. Once again, back to the Sports for Beginners studio with your host, Scott McGregor. Welcome back, everybody, to Sports for Beginners, the podcast. I am your host. Scott McGregor welcoming you back to Penguins and Sabres post-game show. This is the middle segment. It is time now for the shake of the game and the three stars. We're going to start out with the shake of the with the three stars rather. So this segment we are going to do 
Bake of the game, three stars, player of the game. And of course, our top performers tonight from the game. This uh, this segment is being recorded under or on the night of on the night after the game of December of Fri of Saturday, December the tenth. December 10th, 2022, the game played out on Saturday, on Saturday, December 10th, 2022, and the game, and the first game played out on Friday night. You can see that episode right now available on our podcast platform, wherever you get your podcasts. We're getting to the three stars. Penguins win this game three to one, three to one. And right here, we are. We also have some post game reaction to get to. There was a bold penguin that we had to get to, uh, and we're gonna get to that. But that's gonna be courtesy of the Penguins' social platform. We're going to kick off our three stars and shake of the game segment with getting to the shake of the game and the three stars. But once again, just a reminder to all of you that Casey DeSmith is the winning goaltender for he's now four, five and one on the season. Yuko Pekka Lukaren is the losing goaltender. He is now three, three and one. Sorry if I get the name wrong. Um, and the GWG, the game-winning goal, is Sidney Crosby. <clears throat> Speaking of Sid, here are your three stars. This segment, again, reminder, we're doing player of the game, top performer of the game, and the shake of the game, as well as the three stars. But after we are done with the three stars that we're going to get to, we are going to get to both coaches' post-game reaction, starting with, this time, head coach Mike Sullivan. We're going to start with Mike Sullivan. As the Penguins win this game, Casey DeSmith and Christopher Lutang are also on tap we will hear from <clears throat> excuse me we will hear from Latang and Casey DeSmith as well as Curbs, Middlestat and Kyle Opozo So before we hear from the coaches during this segment, let's get down to our three star to our three stars of the game. That was our intro that opened up our show. To our to the Christmas song that opened us up here. Merry Christmas, happy holidays from NSYNC. So all that aside. Your third star of the game is a man we're going to hear from during this segment. With no goals, no assists, no plus minus, on the ice 
for 22, 22 minutes and 14 seconds. Number 58, Christopher Lutang. Lutang. Your second star, the Penguins goaltender, number one, K.C. DeSmith. 37 saves made by K.C. DeSmith off of the goals, or off of the shots on goal, which were 38-31 to 31 in favor of the Sabres. One goal given up by DeSmith for a save percentage of 0.974. We'll get through his ice time in a little bit if we talk a little bit more about that. But your first star with two goals, plus two, one assist on the ice for 18, 18 minutes and 48 seconds. Number 87, Sidney Crosby. All right, your three stars are Sidney Crosby, Casey DeSmith, and Christopher Letang. Speaking of Crosby, DeSmith, and Letang, we'll hear from DeSmith and Letang after the game, after we hear from head coach Mike Sullivan and head coach. And, of course, for Buffalo, we'll hear from Kyle Opozo. Cribs and Casey Middlestat are coming up as well. After we hear from the head coaches, let's not waste any time before we get to our shake of the game and get the coaches out of the way. Here is Mike Sullivan to lead us off. The lineup tonight and was the plan all along to just kind of let him run free and, and not manage his workload? Well, it means the world to our team. Um, you know, we're a whole different defense core when he's in the lineup. You know, I think uh, I'm, I'm sure I'm stating the obvious when I say that. He's just, he's an elite defenseman. He's good on both sides of the puck. He helps us get out of our end. He defends hard. He just plays in so many situations. As far as his workload. I'm going to get back to Mike in just a moment. So let's hear a little bit of Don after the game. Obviously, the Sabres lose this game. So we're going to get back to Mike Sullivan in just a moment. But let's go to Don to see if we can get a little bit of his press conference in. Mike Sullivan spoke to the media for 8 minutes and 53 8 minutes and 53 seconds. Meanwhile, a coach of the Buffalo Sabres spoke for 6 minutes and 29 seconds to the media after the game. Pass him up, maybe, you know, coming down the slot. Uh, a couple of guys, I, as I think back, maybe passed up some golden opportunities, do you feel? We, we did. I think everybody watching wishes uh, Jack Quinn would have taken that shot when he was sitting right where he was. But, um, you know, th this game for sure, we we gave up four minutes on the power play or two, two power plays to them early. They killed two penalties, and that got the crowd in it. They got them energized. We have a bit of a pause here. Let's check back to Mike Sullivan. All right. So we're going to check back to Mike Sullivan, see if we can get it all good. We are currently hearing from the coaches Mike Sullivan and Don Gra Granado. Granado. 
We are hearing from them after what looked like quite an eventful Saturday night in the Berg. So let's get back to hearing Mike Sullivan, and we're going to get back to Don Granonato in just a second. Code was concerned. We were going to see how it goes, and 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 you know we would communicate with him as the game went on, and uh, you know he he was assuring everyone that he felt great, and so we're. Uh, we communicate with them and uh, and make decisions accordingly. But I thought he played it. I thought he played a terrific game coming back. Uh, Coach, this is a long way away, but is Sid starting to make a case for himself for MVP? Well, I, he has to be in the conversation, in my opinion. You know, he's uh, he's the leading goal scorer in the league, five on five. Um, He's got such a mature game. He plays on both sides of the puck. You know, we use him. We use him defensively as much as we use him offensively. Um, he's just a. I, he, I think he's the most complete player in the game. If you ask me, he's. You know, his combination of uh, you know his ability to bring and generate so much offense, but also uh, just his willingness and commitment to defend. I think, uh, just for me, makes him the, if not the most complete player, certainly you know, one of the top two. And uh, so for sure, I think he's he's building a strong argument for it. You know, I think, you know, when you look at his numbers, there isn't a better player in the league 5-5 five five right now. A power play starting to play. Um, but at the power play, as you guys know, has been a struggle. So he hasn't really got any sort of offensive production on the power play up until this point. It's starting to, the, the last probably three or four games, we're starting to gain some traction. It's starting to become the semblance of uh, what our expectation is with the group. They're starting to feel it a little bit on the power play, and I think uh, I think that's only going to help him. I think it's going to help his 5-on-5 five five game, but it's also going to help his overall numbers. Uh, I, I just think he's the most complete player in the game. Mike, you obviously deal with Chris's situation much more on a day-to-day -day basis than media or fans do, but um, from the outside, I mean, for a lot of people, it's almost stunning that he's able to play NHL hockey less than two weeks when he became ill, um, can you at all appreciate just the, how quick of a turnaround this has been, uh, at least from the, from an outside perspective? Yeah, I, you know, I, I think that's um, that's understandable. But what I will tell you is, is that um, you know, Chris has a uh, a medical team of doctors that have put him through a litany of tests, uh, and you know, these are some of the smartest doctors in the world and their respective field and uh and these are the guys that that are um uh, you know making those types of decisions and recommendations and so you know i i just have the utmost faith and confidence in the medical team that we have you know it it starts with our own you know uh ortho orthopedic surgeon dr vias i think he's just so he's he's such a great doctor but um, with respect to, to Tanger's circumstance, um, you know, there's been there's been a group of of experts in that in that aspect that have been in on this conversation, and and so, um, you know, some people may have questions about it, but these people know a whole lot more about it than we do, and and that's where what I will tell you is is that. Uh, you know, Chris's health, first and foremost, is the utmost priority from everybody. And um, that's a conversation that we have uh, all the time. And that, that's, 
um, that's always at the forefront is his health first and foremost. And no one, no one has any intention of compromising that. And so uh, we'll trust uh, our medical team and, and, and we'll make decisions accordingly. You just mentioned the power play earlier. I mean, you went through a stretch there where goals were pretty far and few between. Um, and then it's 30% in the last five games. Can you identify anything specific that has led to that turnaround? I don't think it's any one thing. I think it's a lot of things. I just think their, uh, you know, their, their confidence level is, is much higher. When you have some success, I think that helps, that helps build the confidence of the guys going on the ice. And I think when they're confident like that, they, uh, they're able to get themselves in, from a mindset standpoint in an instinctive mode. And when they, when they act on their instincts, uh, they're elite players. They see it. They feel it. They, uh, you know, they make good decisions with the puck. They're crisp with their passing. Um, they're not robotic or deliberate. They're, um, the puck moves quickly. Their decisions are uh, timely, um, but a lot of the elements have been in play. They're they're shooting the puck when the when the shot's there. We've got a we've had a great net presence, which is an essential part of having a good power play. Is making the goaltender sight lines difficult. We're retrieving pucks. You know, where when we retrieve, we've got we've got support people so that we have the ability to make release plays to beat the pressure. There's a there's a whole. Uh, there's a whole number of things that I think add up to the success that they're enjoying right now. But I think first and foremost, it starts with their own confidence. And then once that happens, these guys have some of the best instincts in the game. Mike, you guys are on a nice little run here. And usually when that happens, you have the puck a lot. And yet you guys are also top five in the league in hits, which often the team with more hits doesn't have the puck a lot. Are we seeing a more physical brand of Penguins hockey in your mind? Well, I think what I think what you are seeing is a team that's committed to defend, and I think the physicality is part of it. You know, uh, there have been games when we've had the puck a lot. There have been other games when we haven't. And uh, but when we don't have it, we still have the ability to control the game, and that's where and and that's where team defense comes in and structure. And uh, it's hard to win in this league in the absence of it. You know, you. you you can't score your way to success. That's been my experience. And so, you know, you have to be able to score goals. You've got to be able to find the back of the net offensively without a doubt. But if you don't have an ability to keep the puck out of your net, it's hard to win consistently. And, and I think what, what I've been most proud of of the group is just their commitment to defend. I thought tonight was a, was a perfect example. You know, we had a great start in the game. You know, I thought we had a terrific first period. Um, you know, I thought the second period they had stretches where they were, they were the better team. They had the puck a lot. I thought we defended hard. And then I thought when they pushed in the third, I thought we defended hard as well. And so when when we defend hard, uh, this physicality associated with it. You know, I don't think we're a team that's going to have you know that's going to have the, these bone crushing body checks. But there needs to be an element of physicality to play in solid defense. You got to get into people. You got to separate people from the puck. Um, and and I think that's that's an that's an important aspect of it. I just think it's an indication of of our team commitment to play defense. Sid's leading the league in five-on-five five goals right now. I believe he's one five-on-five goal short of his five-on-five five total from last season. Is there anything to that, or is that just Sid being Sid? I just think it's it's Sid, you know, being the best version of himself. You know, I, I think he's, uh, you know, he's quietly had a real good start to the season. Um, you know, his his line is most nights is is dominant they can they control the play out there regardless who they play against sometimes we go power against power sometimes we don't 
depending on situations and circumstance. But um, no matter who we put him out against, uh, night in and night out, and he drives the he drives the line. I mean, he's playing with good players without a doubt, but uh, but I think he's the guy that you know he he he's the straw that stirs the drink, so to speak. And and so I I just think he's uh, he's quietly had a uh, a real good start to our season. And uh, he's been a big part of the of the success that we've enjoyed here as of late. Got a quick little pause here as we wrap up Mike Sullivan. So, so as we're wrapping up Mike, we will come back to wrap him up in just a moment. But let's get a little bit. Actually, you know what? Let's wrap up Mike Sullivan, and then we will. Get back to Don Granonato as we're hearing again from coaches after the three after the Penguins three three one win and the Sabers three one loss in the end of a home and home series between the Pittsburgh Penguins and the Buffalo Sabers. You can see game one's post-game show that happened on Friday where the Penguins won and won the game in overtime 4-3. You can see that available right now wherever you get your podcasts. Especially on Spotify. With that being said, let's get back to Mike Sullivan. Oh, so we didn't get the rest of Mike Sullivan, but we did get a lot that we could get, but that's all right. Casey, Casey DeSmith and Chris Letang, Tanger, coming up for the Penguins as we continue continue here in our middle segment the shake of the game is coming up after we hear from don granado we finish hearing from don granado that will lead us into the player of the game and the top performer of the game following DeSmith and tanger and kyle opozo fred and Casey Middlestat are also coming up. So with that being said, let's wrap up. Head coach of the Buffalo Sabres, this post-game reaction. Uh, I thought really we, we were able to swing momentum uh, at some point in that first, and they were willing to just defend the rest of the way, it, it seems. So... Um, we just, uh, again, I thought we, we could have got more traffic and we could have had a, a greater shot mentality. I think sometimes you, you, you score a lot of goals and you get a, a false sense of confidence that you can make things pretty all the time. And we, uh, we, we forewent the scoring gritty and just shooting the puck and, and going for second chances on, on some occasions that I thought would have helped us. So given what you guys had out of the lineup tonight, how did you feel that the group, you know, overall 
went about like the, the D pairs and of course Casey moving up in Jeff's Jeff spot. So. Yeah, I thought the group was real good um, despite missing some key components, uh, specifically the power play. I thought the defensive, the defensive did a nice job, but I also thought the power play, uh, one goal post on each of the first two power plays that were perfect setups. So that could have went, you know, obviously a couple inches, it could have went the other way, but um, yeah, it, we had to make some, some adjustments with that lineup and lines, but I, I was uh, not, I was uh, very happy with the way they performed in the garden. What did you think of the way Uka Pekka settled in after the first five, ten minutes or so? First five, ten minutes, he, he, he was still even good there, mm -hmm. I, I felt. Uh, and then, you know, the, the, the building is allowed to get in some excitement with a couple power plays and a goal. And I thought that the next five or ten minutes, he, I thought he was real good uh, also and settled in and had some calm. And then he didn't have a ton of action, but but uh, he had a solid game. It was, um, you know, that was a good enough game from his side for us. And with our chances, it, took, it, was, a, it was a winnable situation. So um, just his end was, was real good. His cousin's okay. He took a pretty nasty slash there at the end. He did. He took an elbow in the face too, but he's... Uh, yeah, I, I don't have any doubt he's fine. I haven't, obviously haven't talked to him after the game, but um, he was pretty competitive in a bit of a rage on the on the bench. So I, I don't think there's any issue. Um, he'll be he'll be fine. They didn't, they didn't get a goal, but did you like the way that line generated? Uh, uh, cousins, cousins line. Cousins line. Uh, they were good again. They were uh, they were on top of uh, you know Pitt and their transition, and they played with a lot of speed. They showed a lot of skill. Um, you know, again, I, I think if, they, if there was a fault, they were. They were looking to be a little bit too fancy and pretty. We have a pause here with Don. So while we wait for Don to get back, We are, we are going to go to the shake of the game. The shake of the game is inspired by number 59 of your Pittsburgh Penguins, Jake Gensel and his Milkshake Factory ad. Remember, Pittsburgh Penguins fans, whenever Jake scores, despite the outcome of the hockey game, you receive half of Jake the Shake at the Milkshake Factory at your local Pittsburgh Penguins at Milkshake Factory dealers the day after the game. Just mention this offer at checkout and keep your eyes on the puck during every Penguins game because when Jake scores, next day, you receive half off Jake the Shake at the Milkshake Factory. Now, back to the Sports for Beginners podcast studio. Here is your host, Scott McGregor. Now, this will be a, now this will be now this shake of the game is inspired by Jake Gensel of the Pittsburgh Penguins and his Milkshake Factory ad. As of this moment, if he scored if he scored in this game, which it was very, very close to that, he had a couple of great shot great chances, I should say. 
he had a couple of great chances, but he did not score. He did not score. But basically, fan of Pittsburgh, you guys know the drill. Whenever Jake scores, despite the outcome of this hockey game, the Peng the Penguins fans in Pittsburgh will receive half off Jake Shakes next day at the Milkshake Factory. Next day, meaning meaning after today's after to, after last night's game. So today, on Sunday, December the 11th, you would have had half off Jake the Shake at the Milkshake Factory. But unfortunately. He did not score, so no shakes, no no half off shakes at at the milkshake factory. But the good news is, Pens fans, we have a win, we have another win to celebrate. So that all being said, let's get to our shake of the game. But we're gonna start with our player of the game, and the player of the game for. Buffalo is Peyton Curbs, who we're going to hear from. One goal, plus one, no assist, two two shots on goal for Curbs, no penalty minutes, one hit in the game, one hit in the game for him, no blocks, 12 minutes and 40 and 41 seconds is how long he was on the ice. He did not give the puck away and did not give or and did not take the puck away. Little things that you need to work on there. That's our player of the game. We're gonna give some love to UK Yuko Pekka Lukaren. He gave up three goals in this game. He made 28 stops on 31 shots. 903 was his save percentage. He played 58 minutes of the game. And the reason why we're giving him a little bit of love here for the shake of the game is because the the top performer of the game for for the Buffalo Sabers is going to go to this man, Casey Fitzgerald, number 45 of number 45 of the of the Buffalo Sabres. He is getting the not he is getting the good stuff here for the top performer of the night for the paint for the Buffalo Sabres. Casey Fitzgerald, your player of the game for Buffalo. Your shake of the game is Peyton Crib Peyton Cribs. And your shake of the game is Yuko Pekka Lukaren. Lukanen. With that, let's move on to the Penguin side. The shake of the game is going to go to 
We're going to give it to Brian Dumoulin. No goals, one assist, one plus or plus one for Brian Dumoulin. Two penalty minutes for Dumo, two hits, no blocks. He was on the ice for 18, 18 minutes and 29 seconds. He did not give the puck away, nor did he take it away. Penguins' top performer of the game is going to go to Casey DeSmith. Gave up one goal, but made 37 saves on 38 shots and played a full 59 minutes. No six, Nobody made 60 minutes, but that's okay. Uh, Casey's save percentage is 974, 0974. And with that, top performer of the hockey game goes to the captain, Sidney Crosby. Two goals, one assist, plus two, four, shot, four shots on goal for Pittsburgh's captain. No penalty minutes for Sid. One hit in the game. Well, no penalty minutes were awarded on the box score to Sid. One hit in the game, no block, no blocks. 11.23, he was on the ice for 11.23, 11 minutes, 11 minutes and 23. Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry, he was, sorry. Let me, sorry, let me do Sid's stats, Sid's stats again. He was. He had two goals, plus two, one assist in the game, four shots on goal, no penalty minutes, one hit, two blocked on the ice for eight, 18 minutes and four and 48 seconds. Did not give the puck away, took it away once. So there you have it. There are your three stars. There's your shake of the game. There's your top performer of the game. There's your. There is your player of the game in this segment. So what we're going to do now as we continue in this segment is we're going to come back to. Hearing from the players and the coaches, we're going to come back to the head coach rather of the Buffalo Sabres. We have been currently hearing from that head coach, Don Granado. Let's see if we can get back to him. Okay, we seem to be having a little bit of difficulty. So what we're going to do is we're going to, I'm going to refresh the page here and we're going to start Don again. Hopefully, we will get all of his interview. Now, we may have to go through an ad, but if we, but even if we have to, I will continue to talk for a bit because coming up on our final segment, we get you ready for their next pass them up, maybe, you know, coming down the slot. To... We get you ready for the next games. We get you ready for the next couple of games that these two teams will play. But that does it for them meeting this season. This was their third and final meeting of the of the three meetings that they have this season.
Will they meet in the playoffs? We don't know yet. It could be possible, but a lot can happen, so it could be possible. It doesn't look possible now, but but a lot can happen over the next couple of games. With that, let's get back. Let's. I apologize if you're hearing stuff from the beginning, but let's get. Let's try to get through. Don Granado after the game. So if you're hearing anything, repeat it. I apologize. We are trying to get all of Don and Mike Sullivan and all the players that we hear from without having to go through any pauses. So here we go. Here's Don after the game. Pass him up, maybe, you know, coming down the slot. Uh, a couple of guys. I, as I... Speaking, speak of pausing. Okay, you know what? We're going to add a player into this. So we're going to go to the Penguin side since we already have heard from Mike Sullivan. And we're going to go ahead and hear from goaltender of the Penguins, Casey DeSmith. Uh, well, I saw him before I knew. So I knew that he was uh, he was in good spirits and he was you know feeling a lot better, thankfully. But, uh, you know, obviously everybody's so happy to have him back. Uh, that's a scary thing for us to hear, you know, for him, obviously for him to go through. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm so glad that he's back. And I think the, the team really showed up the past couple of games. And, uh, you know, tonight he was a huge part of that win. Does it amazing he just jumped right back into it? I mean, he led the team in minutes. Yeah, that's just what he does. He's in uh, incredible athlete, incredible shape. Uh, you know. Going to get back to Casey DeSmith in just a second. We we have hit a pause here. I I don't know why we keep hitting pauses, but it might be because of the sit. Might be because of the situation when you look at um, Wi-Fi. Could be that. Let's go back to Don and see if we get a little bit more. No, we're not getting anything. Okay. And we're not getting anything from Casey DeSmith. Okay, so you know what? What we're going to do, fans, is we're going to replay Don Granado and we're going to play Casey DeSmith as well as others. When we come back in our third and final segment, we are also going to do game pucks when we come back. And we're going to get and we're going to give you the look ahead. I apologize if you're going to hear anything repeated. But we're just going to have to run with it for the for the for the for the time being. We're gonna have to run with it. That being said, taking us out into our final commercial break of the show, and I'm actually gonna be getting that set up for you taking us out is a Mariah Carey Christmas song. I hope you all enjoy. And we will talk to you in just a little bit to get head coach, the head coach of the Buffalo Sabres out of the way and move on to the players. All of that is coming up. 
So be sure you stick around for what we've got on top coming. Pens and Sabres, game one. Sorry, game two, rather. Game two, rather. Returns it. Return is post game show returns right after this. Taking us out is All I Want for Christmas is You. We're coming back to put a pretty bow on this show with Don Granado, Casey D. Smith. Christopher Latang and players on Buffalo side including Casey Middlestat, Kyle Apozo, and Peyton Krabs. All coming up when we continue on the podcast. We're back right after this. We're going to get that back to you as we are coming out of the show. This is the Pens and Sabres post-game show. Game two of the Home and Home series continues for one final time with Scott giving you post-game reaction from head coach of Buffalo Sabres players of the Buffalo Sabres, and players of the Pittsburgh Penguins. Right all after this. The look ahead is coming up next. Plus, up next on our on our post-game show, on our post-game podcast, Bills, Jets, post-game show coming up right after the football game and after the basketball game we've got raptors and magic back scott's back in the studio to give you the post game show right after the right after the game back to scott for sabers and pens wrap up right after this
hockey fans, with the hockey season now officially underway, it's about time for all of that hockey content to return to its rightful place. And that's why this is our podcast specifically designed for hockey fans like you. So whether you're driving to work and need some help getting ready for your team before they drop the puck, or driving to the school to learn something new in life, Make On the Ice and Behind the Benches a part of your daily routine on Tuesdays and join me as your host on the podcast as we dive deeper into all hockey conversations with experts who know the game, former hockey players, coaches, and of course, everyone's first enemy, the referees. So get ready for exclusive fantastic, entertaining, fun hockey content on this podcast, and join me, your host, Thomas McGregor, but co-host of the Sports for Beginners podcast, as we take this journey together on everything and anything in the hockey world. On the Ice and Behind the Benches is the neighboring podcast to a Sports for Beginners podcast. That airs episodes every Thursdays, but for us, we air episodes every Tuesdays. And for more information, please visit the Facebook page of our neighboring podcast, the Sports for Beginners podcast Facebook page to be exact. I'm so excited to begin this journey with you, and I hope you hockey fans, old, new, fan or no fan, are ready to join me on this journey as well. That's on the ice and behind the benches with your host, Thomas McGregor, myself, every Tuesdays on all of your favorite podcasting platforms, including Spotify. And if you want early access to early episodes of the podcast upload, you can visit anchor.fm as soon as the episode has already been uploaded onto your favorite podcasting platform. Should there be any delays to its launch, that's anchor.fm for early access on On the Ice and Behind the Benches episodes before they hit your platform. We are currently available on Spotify and air episodes every Tuesday. We've got post and reaction content now, but I am excited to join to have you join me on this journey so don't miss it and remember on this podcast nobody gets icing are you looking for excellent sports content from media and fan perspectives alike? Check out All Over the Map with me, Ali Musa, where we discuss anything and everything in the world of sports media and beyond. We will even feature non-sports broadcasters. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. To learn more, please visit http colon slash slash alitechgroup.wordpress.com
Welcome back to Sabres Penguin Game 2 of the Home and Home Series. It is the Pens and Sabres Game 2 Post Game Show. This segment, it is the look ahead, the game pucks of the game. Plus, John Gratinato, Casey Dismith, Christopher Lutang, and of course, Dave Kyle Opozo, Casey Middlestat, and Peyton Kurtz. All right now on this segment of Pens and Sabres Post Game Show. Now, back to Scott in the studio to put a wrap on this. But before we do that, Bills and Jets fans, we're back to recap the Jets and Bills after the game goes final. And Raptors and Magic. Magic fans, we'll be back to recap that game as soon as it goes final. Now, back to Scott McGregor in the studio. Thank you, thank you so much, voiceover. Uh, that actually was myself, uh, regardless. But regardless of that, um, we we seem to have been having some technical difficulties. We are back now to recap and give you game pucks of the game. The look ahead is on the way as well. Let's see if we get better. We're gonna try this again. It's the look ahead segment. It's the game puck segment of the show. We are going to try to get Don Grotnado done. And of course, try to get Kyle Opozo, Casey Middlestat, and Peyton Kerbs done as well. Welcome back to the show. We're looking also to get Christopher Latang. Let's start again with Don Grattanato as we're trying to get Don. Um, we seem to have been having some technical difficulties. So if you're seeing the first video that, so if you're not, you won't see the first video of the final segment, but uh, I will I will say this, this is take two of it. We're trying to get Don Grattanato. Here we go. I think back maybe passed up some golden opportunities, do you feel? We, we did. I think everybody watching wishes uh, Jack Quinn would have taken that shot. We need to start that again. Was, but... Pass him up, maybe, you know, coming down the slot. Uh, a couple of guys, I, as I think back, maybe passed up some golden opportunities, do you feel? We, we did. I think everybody watching wishes uh, Jack Quinn would have taken that shot when he was sitting right where he was. But, um, you know, th this game for sure, we, we gave up. Four minutes on the power play or two, two power plays to them early that killed two penalties. And that got the crowd in it. That got them energized. Uh, I thought really it, we, we were able to swing momentum uh, at some point in that first. And they were willing to just defend the rest of the way, it, it seems. So um, we just, uh, again, I thought we, we could have got more traffic and we could have had a, a greater shot mentality, I think. Sometimes you, you, you score a lot of goals and you get a, a, a false sense of confidence that you can make things pretty all the time. And 
we, uh, we, we forewent the scoring gritty and just shooting the puck and, and going for second chances on, on some occasions that I thought would help us. You know, given what you guys had out of the lineup tonight, how did you feel that the group, you know, overall went about like the, the D pairs and of course Casey moving up and Jeff, Jeff's spot? So. Yeah, I thought the group was real good, um, despite missing some key components, uh, specifically the power play. I thought the defensive, the defensive did a nice job, but I also thought the power play, uh, one goal post on each of the first two power plays that were perfect setups. So that could have went, you know, obviously a couple inches, it could have went the other way, but. Um, yeah, we had to make some some adjustments with that lineup and lines, but I, I was uh, not I was uh, very happy with the way they performed in the guard. What did you think of the way Ukapeka settled in after the first five ten minutes or so? First five ten minutes, he 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 was still even good there. Mm -hmm. I, I felt, um, and then you know the, the the building is allowed to get in some excitement with a couple power plays and a goal. And I thought that the next five or ten minutes, he, I thought he was real good uh, also and settled in and had some calm. And then he didn't have a ton of action, but but uh, he had a solid game. It was, um, you know, that was a good enough game from his side for us. And with our chances, it, took, it, was, a, it was a winnable situation. So um, just his end was, was real good. His cousin's okay. He took a pretty nasty slash there at the end. He did. He took an elbow in the face, too, but he's... Uh, yeah, I, I don't have any doubt he's fine. I haven't, obviously, I've talked to him after the game, but um, he was pretty competitive in a bit of a rage on the on the bench. So I, I don't think there's any issue. Um, he'll be he'll be fine. They didn't get a goal, but did you like the way that line generated? Uh, Cousins, uh, Cousins line. line. Uh, they were good again. They were uh, they were on top of uh, you know Pitt and their transition, and they played with a lot of speed. They showed a lot of skill. Um, you know, again, I, I think if, they, if there was a fault, they were they were looking to be a little bit too fancy and pretty at times. But hey, their effort was was great, and that's part of them gaining experience too. Um, you know, they've uh, they now have a different level of hindsight when when you pass on some some opportunities to change a game, and they'll be better because of it. Go ahead, Joe. I'm so sorry. I can barely hear. No worries. Uh, what allows Peyton to fit in so well with Zemgis and Kyle? Another very solid game up there tonight. Yeah, I, I, I thought Krebs was good again and, um, you know, earned, earned what he got working, doing the right things, keeping it simple. And, you know, we talk a lot about playing a very straightforward, direct, uh, simplifying game, but still playing hard. And, and Akposo and Gergensen know how to do that. When you say it, they know the things that you're you're speaking of as a coach, getting pucks behind, finishing, uh, finishing through through players, uh, keeping the puck, making it hard on the opposition, and and I, they're they're rubbing off and, and helping Peyton understand uh, the necessity of that at the NHL level. I mean, Peyton's skill level is undeniable. He, he's a very talented player, but he's a young player, and those are those are areas that I think he has been excited to and embraced. Uh, you know, his focusing on those and, and those two players on his wing, uh, I think, are helping in that initiative. Do you think J.J. maybe used his speed more in this game to his advantage than maybe he has in others? I mean, he produced two two-on-ones that didn't look like they were going to be two-on-ones because of his speed. Plus, he got yeah. back and broke up a breakaway, which didn't look like he was going to be able to either. Do you think he really used his speed to his advantage more than maybe he has in the past? Uh, he did. He was he was very impactful. And in his speed, it's 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 power. It, it, sometimes it doesn't look like he's going fast. The guy's legs next to him are going faster, and he's just passing him up. It's, it's incredible. So he's, he has a lot of power to each stride. 
Uh, and I thought, you know, tonight in a in a back-to-back, you've got some, you've got a lot of older players in the game too, and the younger guys and younger legs usually have a little more pop, and and, and he did tonight. Uh, so so he absolutely stood out uh, amongst our group, and I think both groups in, in many occasions tonight. Casey handled more face-offs uh, on the Thompson line. Was that just a look with, you know, out there against Sid and of how last night when when that was the matchup? Yeah, those guys through with Jason Christie work it out, uh, and they'll figure out who's hot and who how to guess who in different sentiment or different face-off dots. So, um, yeah, he he was very confident tonight, and uh, that's that's a good thing if you can have him taking draws with Tomer in a more of a shooting position. Uh, we would favor that anyway. Why did you decide to use Clegg over Thomas Pilot? Uh, we we liked Clegg uh, when he was last up. And you know we had the opportunity to put him in. We were excited to see his progress. We've talked. Obviously, we speak with the guys in, in Rochester, and um, he's progressed really well. And I thought it was an opportunity to see that. And you know, even when he left us, he left on a really good note. Uh, whatever it was a few weeks ago. So that was a. The, the choice was based on that. Uh, you know, obviously you've got your 23 roster and you have limited spots and. Um, we had we had room uh, to bring him up with with Yokohara's uh, injury and thought, wait, that's it's a good opportunity to see him again. And, and he was good. It was uh, it was good to get him in there because he I thought he performed very well. All right, there he is. There is the coach of the Buffalo Sabers. So finally we get the sabers coach out of the way now we can move on to the players and the first man we're going to hear from after we do game pucks and after we we've heard from casey DeSmith, the goaltender of the pittsburgh penguins who we're hearing from next we've got kyle Apozo, kyle Apozo, Acapozo. we've got Peyton Krebs, Christopher Latang also is coming up. And we've got Casey Middlestat. First, before we do game pucks of the game, let's hear from the Penguins goaltender, Casey DeSmith. Uh, well, I saw him before I knew, so I knew that he was... Uh... He was in good spirits and he was, you know, feeling a lot better, thankfully. But, uh, you know, obviously everybody's so happy to have him back. Uh, that's a scary thing for us to hear, you know, for him, obviously for him to go through. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm so glad that he's back. And I think the, the team really showed up the past couple games. And, uh, you know, tonight he was a huge part of that win. It was amazing he just jumped right back into it. I mean, he led the team in minutes. Yeah, that's just what he does. He's an uh, incredible athlete, incredible shape. Uh, you know, he, he works really hard at, at giving himself the opportunity to, to play those hard minutes. Um, he does a lot for this team. Yeah, really high. Um, I've been happy with, uh, you know, the vast majority of my play this year. Uh, just happy when I can get in there and, and help the team win. I think uh, the team's come a long way in, you know, the past month, month and a half. I think we're really hitting our stride, playing the right way. Uh, and it's paying off for us. I mean, that's a really talented team, um, you know, and to beat them twice in a row is really tough to do. When a guy like Paige Thompson's out there, more aware of him? Yeah, definitely. Uh, it's no secret what he's doing in this league. Um, I think he's got one of the best shots in the league, really dangerous as a goalie. Um, so, yeah, I have to be extra careful when he's on the ice. Right after they scored on you, they had a play, I think it was 
Jack What did you read right after that? Yeah, uh, I was happy with that read. Um, you know, pretty standard read for a goalie to see the backdoor guy coming in, just get a little bit of motion, play a little bit deeper, uh, put, put yourself in a good spot to, to get across, and then just stay big coming across. And, uh, you know, thankfully I was able to make that save. Christopher Latang coming up for the Buffalo for the Penguins in just a moment. We are actually going to set that up so that we're good to go. But it's Latang next for the Penguins. That will wrap up the pen side of the ice. Uh, and before we get to him, we're going to talk, we're going to hear from, rather, not talk to, we're going to hear from Kyle Opozo. And you heard Yuki Haru. That's how you would say uh, the guy's name that during during the episodes where Thomas and I have gone, where Thomas or, or I, whoever has been with you on this show, me most likely, um, were able to tell you the lot, uh, able to pronounce the name of Yokeharu. who is the who is a player for the Buffalo Sabers? That's Yokeharu, and I believe he did. He did play, I believe, in this game, but the people who were scratched in this game just before we get to Kyle were Brett Murray, Jeff Skinner, and Lawrence Pulet were out of were out were out this game. Even with Christopher Latang returning, the scratches for this game were Chad Ruido and Don and Don Ton Heinen were scratched in this game. They, I believe they were healthy scratches because there were no injuries uh, looking at Penguins there. All right. Going to get to game pucks in just a moment. But let's hear from at least one of the, one of the Buffalo Sabres. And the man we're going to hear from now. Kyle Opozo after the 3-1 loss to the Penguins. And I can guess, I guess you could say after the 4-3 loss in overtime, but we did not have him for that one. And you can see who we had for that game on Friday by checking out our podcast that we released. After that game went final, we recorded it the night after the game went final. So basically on the night of this game. It's interesting to run a back-to-back. So we'll see. We'll see what Kyle had to say. You guys did get better in the second and third. Well, I mean, we just gave him two power plays to start the game. So it's kind of hard to create any momentum right away. We gave him two power plays. And then, you know, it was a lot like the game last night, to be honest with you. Um, we did get better as the game went on. I don't think they can play at their pace. Um, and we just kind of wore on them, and we just weren't able to find the equalizer. Uh, 
second game of back to get back, you guys are without Jeff and Yoki for this game. What does it say about the group that you guys really, once you got past those couple of you know power plays for them, that you were able to get your game going and rolling lines, and obviously the deep pairs stepped up the way that they did? Yeah, we just talked about stepping up before the game, and we have to be able to withstand injuries. It's part of the league. It's part of the NHL. It's part of being a good team. Um, you know, it's unfortunate we didn't get the result tonight, but we had a lot of guys that, that played well and, and stepped up in, into new roles. So um, you need more of the same moving forward, for sure. Now, did you feel the scoring chances were better in the third? Uh, it seemed to me, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, there were more pucks and more bodies to the net in the third than maybe you had in the second, even though you were in the zone in the second. Yeah, just maybe a little bit more desperation, you know, being down two goals and trying to throw everything to the net and get there. And, um, you know, it's just the way the third period played out. And, you know, it would have been nice to nice to draw a couple there, um, a couple more power plays, but that's the way it shook out tonight. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it's kind of an old cliche, but, you know, Goal, the goals are scored around there, so everybody's trying to get there. You're trying to take away his eyes. He was obviously seeing the puck pretty well tonight. He seemed pretty square on you know east-west plays, and um, their goalies did a really good job the last two games. Uh, Krebs has really improved his game recently. Uh, what have you seen in his game uh, that, that has helped him now start, start to produce offensively and just start playing better? Yeah, I mean, I'm happy for him. He works extremely hard, and you know he's he's hard on himself, but he's um, you know he's learned to. Uh, you know, to spin his attitude into a positive and, and really just come to the rink with a smile and, and be happy and, and work at his game, and it's it's paying off. And I think, um, you know, kind of when you're in the middle of Z and I, you know what you're going to get. And, um, you know, he's really, uh, he's really made some strong plays here in the last few games and uh, commend him for working at it for sure. There is Kyle Apozo. All right. Time now for the game pucks of the game, and then we'll get back to hearing from players. We're going to start with Peyton Cribs before, and then Chris Letang will follow. And leading us into our look ahead site part of the segment, we will hear from Casey Middlestat. Speaking of Middlestat, he is going to get the game puck of the game i know i probably said someone else but he is going to get the game puck of the game as a pick me up um no goals in the game for casey no no assist in the game minus one two shots on goal no penalty minutes three hits in this game for Middle stat, no blocks. He was on the ice for 18 minutes and 21 seconds. One giveaway, one takeaway by Middle stat. For the Pittsburgh Penguins, we're, the, the game puck of the game is going to go to Number 59, Jake Gensel. No goals in the game for Gensel, but he was plus two, two assists on the game, two shots on goal. He, he had two shots on goal. He went to the box for two minutes. 
he had one hit in this game, one block, was on the ice for 19 minutes and nine seconds. Gave the puck away twice, but he also followed that up with two takeaways. Alrighty, that hay is in the barn. Now, as we get back to hearing players, we're coming up to our look ahead. That's coming up after we hear from Casey Middlestat. Peyton Curves. And before Middlestat, Christopher Lutang. Here is Peyton Krebs after the game. Maybe between the beginning of the game where they took the lead on you guys and as you guys got better as the game went on. Yeah, I think obviously it started with some penalties, um, kind of ruined the flow a little bit. And I think, uh, you know, we know the type of team we are and how we can play. And obviously that first period wasn't our best. We went into the room and, you know, we just ourselves to stay calm and you know get to our game and I think uh, you know the second and third we dominated them and um, you know uh, just can get a job done to it. What's changed for you personally? You talked the other day, but you found even higher levels since then. What's changed? I changed my helmet, a few things like that. <laughs> but, um, you know, um, just I think you know my line mates Oki and Gri. You know we we battle hard together and I think. You know, having them, them two guys, you know, they stay stick with it and have a lot of fun. So I think, uh, you know, at the start of the year, I was maybe a little bit, uh, um, a little tense, you know, you know, trying to do a little too much. And now I'm just trying to keep it simple and, you know, that, uh, you know, whether I have a good shift and hand it off or, um, you know, step on the ice and just try to be my best player again. Did you feel the opportunities were there? Did you just, as a group, maybe missed uh, some very good scoring opportunities? Yeah, we had some power plays. We had some looks. Um, you know, we had we had some opportunities for sure to, you know, capitalize. I think, uh, like I said, I thought I thought we, we battled hard, and um, you know, those are going to go start going in for sure. Um, other nights those might go in, and and tonight they didn't. So. I'm um, just stick with it, and I know we got the group here that's gonna um, just, just keep going here. You guys didn't give them much five on five. What allowed you to to really kind of hold them down there? Yeah, I think um, just getting pucks behind them. Um, you know, getting on that four check, we knew uh, we had success doing that, and uh, we tried to continue it. So, um, no, it, it was uh, you know a hard battle. Uh, they're a good team over there, and um, you know it's a good test for us. Thank you. Hard battle, good test. All right. Next up, it's Middlestat on Buffalo side. But next up for us, before we get to Casey Middlestat, it's Christopher Latang time. As we are wrapping up hearing from players, and once we have heard from Casey Middlestat and Chris Latang, we will give you the look ahead. And that will wrap us up here on Pens and Sabres, post, the post-game show. Jets and Bills fans and Raptors and Magic fans, after those games go final, we've got post-game shows coming for you. I will be back in the studio to give you Bills versus Jets 
post-game show after the game goes final. That game's scheduled to kick off in a little about under two under two hours from now. The game kicks off at one o'clock from Orchard Park, New York. It looks like it's going to be a snowy one, and and um, as I got up this morning to come back to recap this game here on December the 11th, Sunday, after this game ended. We, I was treated to a little bit of snow. So definitely we were getting, getting some, getting some snow uh, shoveled and making sure that you're able to get in and out of your driveway. In all seriousness, though, let's get back to what we're recapping from the sat from Saturday night. So here is Christopher Latang. Without any further ado. Yeah, I mean, I feel like it was amazing for all of us to see you back. Just what was it like for you, um, knowing that you're going to be in tonight and being able to return? So uh, less than two weeks after. Yeah, I mean, it feels great. Uh, you know, um, as I was starting to feel better, you get anxious when I go back out there and. Um, with the schedule, we, we don't have a chance to practice that much, so um, try to prepare the best I could. Timing needs to, to get a little bit better, but the legs are there, felt pretty good out there. I feel like you skated team high. Did you, did you realize that you were still kind of... No, I mean, we, I, me and Todd, uh, me and Todd um, you know, kept track of how I felt. He was asking me if I felt good during the game, and um, no, it felt good. Chris, when were you cleared and, and when was the decision made? Uh, so when I started feeling better, obviously I ramp up the intensity and uh, and practice. But there was a couple of things we had to to wait on, um, like blood tests, stuff like that, just to make sure I I can go into contact and everything. So um, once it was cleared and uh, kind of got the green light. Chris, you've done this before, going back from a stroke, playing that first game. Was this comeback different in any way than the last time you did this? Do you remember that part of that? No, no. Once you're like, once you have in your mind that you're gonna, you know, start like practicing hard and and, and get ready to come back in in action, um, you just focus on that. You don't focus what happened before. Try to keep your mindset bad. Yeah, I mean, I, I think we've been playing pretty well for for a good stretch, a good stretch of time. Um, I think we lost that Toronto game, but um, overall, I thought like it's been a while that we're playing well. We're playing good as a, a unit of of five out there, so um, it's good to to join a group that is playing really well like this. All right. There you have it. There are the Penguins. And as you get the highlights going here, uh, once again, we're going to skip over there and skip over to hearing our final Buffalo Sabre of the hockey game. It's it's Casey Middlestat. And that will also have some highlights coming on after that. But let's hear what Middlestat had to say after the hockey game. This is our final segment of the show. Coming up after we hear from Millstad, it's the look ahead. And then we'll wrap it all up in a pretty bow with uh, one more Christmas song. And then our outro music and outro message for post-game show can takes us all out. 
feet. We knew they were going to come out hard after uh, last night, and obviously they did. We gave a couple up early. Thought we weathered it, weathered it from there, though, and um, thought we had a, just a ton of chances. Um, one of those nights where they don't go in, I guess. Um, I don't know if it's one thing in particular. I think we've just simplified, so we're getting pucks in and getting pucks back. Uh, I think a big strength of ours is our speed. So when we get down the forward check and when we get on the D, I think David makes it hard on the other team, and uh, we start getting pucks back and making plays. So that's how we did that, and obviously we're nice to be away there. The way these last two games went, frustrating. Or how do you just how do you approach it after these two? Yeah, I mean, it's a long year. Um, just got to take a breath and take um, a day off tomorrow. So everyone's going to have time to regroup and come back fresh and ready to go. You can't let these things weigh on your mind. you got to move on and, and keep going. Did you guys not get enough shots on that from the standpoint you passed up some? It seemed like some were blocked or went wide. It just seemed like you were creating, but they weren't getting on that. Yeah, you know, I think uh, maybe a couple times there we tried to make the extra pass or the cheater play and we had a good shot. and. Um, you know, it, it's it's a hard balance because a lot of times you make that play and it's a goal, and um, other times you don't, and and then you're being told to shoot. So it's a tough balance, but there's definitely times we can put pucks in that. I think especially when we're putting pucks in that and getting back, then we get a ton of chance to stop that. So I think it's a big focus for us. There is Casey Middlestad, and that wraps us up. So as we stay on our shared screen, it is now time to put a pretty bow on this show. And as we do that, we are doing our weekly, sorry, our look ahead for the Penguins. They are still in Pittsburgh as they battle the Stars Tuesday night, Tuesday night. Sorry, sorry, Monday night. Let me rephrase that. Monday night it is. Monday night is the 12th. Sorry about that. I mistaked myself on the last uh, show. But anyways, Monday night. So tomorrow night, they play the Stars in Pittsburgh. We will have that game for you as, as it goes final. So Pens fans and Stars fans, make sure you stay tuned for that Panthers and Pan Panthers play the Pens at 7 on December the 15th that will be the that'll be the Thursday we will have an have a post game show for you but that will drop on the 8 that will drop on the 17th the Saturday after the game on that will drop on the 17th the Saturday after the game and after our Christmas spectacular commercial free Christmas event coming up so we will still have a post-game show for you, but it will not air on the Friday of our Christmas Spectacular. It will air on the night after that. Probably before we air on our podcast, The Christmas Spectacular. So stay tuned for that. 
unfortunately, we aren't going to have a, a Carolina Hurricanes, Pittsburgh Penguins post game show, but the game is at five o'clock, so make sure you tune into that. Getting into Christmas, the Penguins will play the Rangers, and then the Hurricanes are back in action against the Penguins, this time in Pittsburgh. So a quick breather for the Hurricanes and Penguins, and then they come back to play each other in Pittsburgh on December 22nd. On December 20th, the Penguins are playing the Rangers, who are in town. Coming up for the Coming up for the Buffalo Sabres. Following this 3-1 loss and 4-3 loss in overtime last night, or the other night, I should say. They will battle on Tuesday. They will battle the Kings at 7 p.m. in Buffalo. They will battle the Sabre. sorry, the the Sabres will battle the Avalanche at 9 o'clock on December 15th, the Thursday night. On December 17th, they will battle the Arizona Coyotes. Both of those games, Sabres and Avalanche and Sabres and Coyotes at 9 o'clock is the puck drop. The puck drops at 10, at 10 o'clock in Vegas on December 19th. Between for the matchup between the Sabres and the Golden Knights. And then on the eve before Christmas Eve, it's the Sabres and the Lightning in Buffalo. Speaking of Buffalo, with the snow here, what are the conditions for today's football game? What will the final score be? All of that is going to be found out in due time. And as we wrap up this show, get your look at what's on tap. Earlier this week in the NFL, the Rams defeated the the Vegas the Las Vegas Raiders 17-16. And on tap tonight, or sorry, today, I should say, Buffalo and the Jets at 1 o'clock. They kick off. The Bengals-Browns also at 1 o'clock. Texans-Cowboys kicking off at 1. Vikings-Lions. Eagles-Giants. Steelers-Ravens. And Jaguars-Titans all kicking off at 1 o'clock. In the late window, the Chiefs visit Denver to take on the Broncos. The Seattle Seahawks host the, the Carolina Panthers. They will also play host, or sorry, and also playing host of Tom Brady's Buccaneers at 425 is the 49ers who are coming off a huge, huge victory over the Miami Dolphins last night or last week. Speaking of the Miami Dolphins, they play the Chargers on 
Sunday night football. Waiting all day for Sunday night. It's the Chargers playing host of the Dolphins on Sunday night football. And the Patriots battle the Cardinals to wrap up week 14. This just in, Thomas's fastest three minutes, even though it will be on a non-commercial, will be back with you following the game on following the game between the Niners and the Seahawks next week on Thursday it will be another fastest three minutes as part of the one hour special which comes your way on Friday December 16th this Friday hopefully you're all able to join us well, my friends, that does it for this show. And as we wrap up, it is time for one final song and then our post-game outro message and music plays out. So taking us there as we get ready for the Buffalo Bills and the as we get ready for the buffalo bills and the new york jets the mood is right the spirit's up we're here tonight and that's enough it's wonderful christmas time i am your host Scott McGregor, thank you so much for joining us, and we look forward to talking to you, Bills Mafia and New York Jets fans, later this afternoon. Raptors, Raptors fans, and and Magic fans, we'll talk to you later tonight after the game. After the game goes final. So stay tuned because we got some more post games coming up. All right, everybody. I'm out of here. We want to remind you to have a happy holiday. A very Merry Christmas we are wishing you. And as Ali always reminds us, and we're doing it on this podcast, it is not goodbye. It is until next time. I'm out, everybody. Bills Mafia and Jets fans, we'll see you after the game. Enjoy the football game, everybody. Sing their song.
thank you for joining us on Pens and Sabres, the post-game show. This wraps up a home-and-home series between the Pittsburgh Penguins and the Buffalo Sabres. And while we get closer to our special holiday one-hour commercial-free episode of Sports for Beginners, the podcast, we are what? we are wishing you a very Merry Christmas, a Happy Holidays, a Happy New Year, Happy Hanukkah to all of you, and we are reminding you that it is not goodbye, it is until next time. Bills and Jets post-game show, Raptors and Magic's post-game show on the on the way after the game. Enjoy the action, everybody. God's back after the games to recap all the show, all of the games actions right after the game. The outro music. An outro message is next. Thank you for tuning in to Sports for Beginners, the podcast with your host, Scott McGregor, for the post-game show slash pre-game show, which always comes before the post-game show. Now remember, fans, follow us on Facebook at our Facebook page, https colon slash slash www.facebook.com slash sports four beginners podcast send a message to anchor.fm slash scott mcgregor sports and follow scott at scott mcgregor three on twitter let us know what you think about the show a rating and a review would be nice but thank you once again for joining us on this podcast for the post-game show. And remember, before the puck drops, before they kick off, before they tip off, before they throw the first pitch, we bring to you the pre-game show on Sports for Beginners, the podcast.